going to be learning Lekut HaSichas Chelek Tazayim Parshas V'yakov, the second Sicha. We're going to be using the translation into Lashon HaKadosh. Uh, this Sicha was actually originally Isim of Masachas Chagiga, and it's going to be a very beautiful Sicha. The Rebbe is going to ask a bunch of questions on the Siyam of the Gemara, which is an Agadata Gemara, and he's going to be answering it Api Chassidus. Um, as we know, that Agadata really is the Pneumius of Taira, and therefore, you'll see the questions are very nigludite questions, but the beer will be Alpi Chassidus, but that will fit beautifully into the Gemara, and that fits very well because, as we mentioned, it's a Gadata, and a Gadata is really the Pneumius Satira. So, we're going to start off first with some questions of the Parsha, and then we're going to get into the scene. Sifal, Alapasik Vyas Betzalas Aran. Regarding this week's Parsha, it says in the Pasik that Betzalal made the Aran. So, Isa Bemedrish, Beshasha Amar Kadish Borchulamisha, Asahem Mishkan. When Hashem came to Moshe and said to him to make the Mishkan, Moshe went to B'tzal and told him to make the Mishkan. So Amalai, Mahu Mishkan has that. So B'tzal asks Moshe, what is this Mishkan? So Amalai, so Moshe responds, The purpose is that Hashem will cause the Shekhinah to dwell within it, and he will teach Torah to Yisrael. So Amalai, B'tzal, Behechna Torah Nesuna, but where will, will, where will be, the Torah be put? So Moshe responds to B'tzalah when we make the Mishkan, which as we mentioned, the purpose of the Mishkan is for Hashem's Shekhinah to dwell within and for a place to teach the Yidin Taira. When we make that Mishkan, we'll also make an Aaron specifically for the Taira. So Allah Mishkan. So B'tzalah responds, Moshe Rabbeinu, this is not the proper respect for the Torah. Rather, we'll first make the Aaron, and afterwards we'll make the Mishkan. And therefore, B'tzalah was zeichah that the Aaron was called by his name, as it tells that B'tzalah made the Aaron. Um, by all the other Kalim, we do not find a specific name. Somebody mentioned that they made that particular item. The only time we find that someone made a particular plea, that's by B'tzal. Yes, B'tzal is ours. So the question of Medrash is, why are we specifying B'tzal making the art? So the reasoning is because he understood the great uh, quality of the Kvaidil Shotaira and that the art had to be made first. Therefore, it was called by his name. So Mashma Medrash said, so it implies from this Mishkan that the purpose of the Aaron was actually different than the purpose of causing the Shekhinah to dwell within the Mishkan. As we said, Moshe Rabbeinu tells them you need to make the Mishkan for the purpose of causing Hashem's Shekhinah to dwell here, and also to teach the Yidin Torah. So just the Mishkan on its own, that would be the purpose for the, what would cause the Shekhinah to dwell. But then B'tzala comes and says, but wait a second, we first need to make the Aaron for the Torah, which implies that there's a aspect of the Torah, which it has a different purpose. Sorry, the aspect of Aaron, which was for a separate purpose, which was in order to be a place for the Torah. And this is also Mashman in a different Medrash. That after the Mishkan was built, Hashem says, you have set up a dwelling for me, now set up a dwelling for the Torah, that it should dwell with me. Again, so this implies that the purpose of the Aaron was a different purpose than the, the Mishkan in general. The Mishkan of the general was for Hashem's Shekhinah to dwell, 
And the purpose of the Aaron was a second one, that there should be a place for the Tyra. Stam, just to point out, um, it's very clear from these two Midrashim that the rubber brings, that there is a difference of opinion, actually, what was made first. Was the Mishkan made first, or the, or the Aaron was made first? So the first Midrash, we say that the Mishkan was made, um, the Aaron was made first. Right, but Tzal said, how can you make the Mishkan before the Aaron? So the Aaron was made first, and only afterwards was the Mishkan made. But clearly, from the second Medrash, Hashem's coming to him after they built. He says, you set up my dwelling, now set up a dwelling also for the Torah. Uh, so there is a big machleik in Midrashim, also the Mefarshe uh, Apsukim bring it down. What was actually made first? Was the Aaron made first and then the Aaron? Or was the Aaron made first and then only afterwards was the Mishkan? But that's not really the discussion of this Sicha. The main purpose, what we're trying to show is that the Aaron had its own purpose, which was separate from the rest of the Mishkan. So, says, true, the place of the Tyre was the Aaron. The Tyre was placed inside of it. He actually brings in R5, many different halach, some halachas that we learn out from the Aaron being the first of the Kalim being made. Uh, it was definitely the first of the Kalim being made, and the Gemara tells us, that when you have a Tamachachan that lives in your city, there's an obligation to provide for him first. Therefore, if he's selling something and someone else is selling, you first buy the merchandise from the Kayan, uh, from the um, Tamachacham, and many such halachas that the Aaron, meaning is, comes first. So we learn that from that Pasuk, that, that they first made the Aaron. That's what the Gemara brings down. And the Gemara compares the Tamachacham to the Aaron itself. So we see definitely the Aaron, its Indian is the Indian of the Tyra. It actually says that Rashi brought down that the, there was a crown. Uh, that went around the Aaron, the, the, that was to symbolize the idea of Kesar Tyre. But wasn't the main, the main resting of the Shekhinah was also uh, in the Aaron and through the Aaron. As the Ramban explains, that the main item in the Mishkan is the place where the Shekhinah dwelt, which was the Aaron. So according to the Ramban, very clearly, that where was the Shekhinah resting inside the Mishkan, where was the main dwelling of the Shekhinah, was from the Aaron. And um, look at R6. And this is also Pashab Shad in the Torah. It says, I will meet you from there. What's the Pasuk talking about? It's talking about the building of the Aaron. It says, I'm going to meet you from the Aaron. That's where Hashem spoke to the Jewish people, as Rashi brings down later, that Hashem spoke between the uh, two Kruvim, and uh, Moshe was able to hear it as soon as he came into the oil might. So Hashem would meet, the Shrina was definitely revealed there. Um, so, If so, how can we possibly divide and differentiate to say that the Klolas and Mishkan and the Mikdash that is for the Hashrasa Shechina. And the Aaron is a specific place from the Torah. And, and this point we see very clearly, especially from the second Medrash, that Hashem says, you have set a Achsanya, a place for me, but now I need an Achsanya for the Torah, which is complying very clearly that there was an Achsanya for Hashem even before the Aaron was made. But the Shaila is, wait a second, wasn't the Ikar Shechina within the Aaron? So how can you have the Achsanya and then only afterwards the Aaron was made? So it's very clear that the Aaron had its own purpose of Makam and Torah. So the really, in other words, there's really two parts to this question. A, 
it seemed like there's almost in a sense two levels of Ashra Sashkina. We have the Ashra Sashkina which was in the Mishkan on its own, and then we know there's a Ashra Sashkina which was in the Aron. And the second part of the question is that the Aron seems to have its own purpose of Makmatar, which is separate than this idea of Ashra Sashkina. Siv base. Yuvin Zebahatim. So we'll understand this idea by first prefacing um, really the Desim and Masechus Chigiga. It says, Al Ashra Sashkina be Mishkan de Ikre Mikdash, Nistavu Bokasav. Also, the Mikdash regarding the Hashras Hashrina and the Mishkan, which is also called the Mikdash, meaning as the base, the Mishkan and the base of Mikdash had this idea of also the Mikdash. They all come from the command also the Mikdash Hashchat B'Teichem. We had a sicha a few weeks ago, discussing how the Rama brings this pas specifically that this is the source both for the Mishkan and for the base of Mikdash. The mitzvah comes from this pasik. Uh, make for me a mikdash, I'll dwell within it. It says within it. There's a little change. It should have said, I will dwell within it. Within the mikdash. Rather, it says, which means within you, plural. Teicham is a plural you. Um, so it teaches us another detail, meaning in addition to the main point of the Pasuk that there's a mitzvah to say to build a mishkan and a mikdash, there's an additional idea, which is that Hashem dwells within every single year. And to explain this idea of the within the Mikdash Prati, the uh, individual Mikdash, the one which is in Yisrael, uh, so to explain this idea of the within each individual, we learn in this Gemar, where we'll discuss that idea. So Rabbi Bo says, and then Rabbi Belazar, the fires of Gehenim do not rule over them. He says, how do we know that the fires of Gehenim will not rule over the Hamechachan? It's a Kavachimer from this creature called the Salamander. He says, a Salamander is an offspring of the fire. Rashi tells us that uh, if you burn a fire in a certain place uh, for seven years without ever being distinguished, this Salamander creature will come out from it. Uh, it sounds very much like the, uh, like the uh, phoenix, uh, but either way. So what does it say? It says that if you smear some of its blood, the fire will not rule over you. So you put some of this uh, its blood on your skin, and then the fire, it gives you fire protection. So Tamid Chaman that we know, their entire bodies are fire. The words of God are fire. So the Tamid Chacham that learns the words of Hashem, he becomes those words of Hashem. He is the fire. He is the Torah. Then Al-Chacham, for sure, he will not be able to be ruled over by the fires of Gehenna. That's the first part. Rosh Lakish says the fires of Gam will not rule over the Paish Yisrael. It's a Kavachimer. Mizbechazav. That ma Mizbechazav. Sheena love Eloka Evi Dinar Zav. Kama Shanim Ena Arshalatis by Paish Yisrael. Shamalay Mitzis Karim and Dixiv. Kipala Harimin. Rikaseich. Altika Rikaseich. Alarikan Shabachalachas. Kama Bakama. Rosh Lakish says that the fires of Gam will not rule over the Paish Yisrael. It's a Kavachimer for the Mizbechazav. With the Mizbechazav only had a thickness of a, like a, of a gold dinner. Uh, a plating, the Mizbech Hazav was actually made out of wood, and there was a gold plating around it. And for many years, hundreds of years, they would burn the fire on it daily to make the Kataris. But the fire would never 
be never penetrated the gold and burnt the wood which is uh, under it. According to Rashi, this was a somewhat of a miracle that the fire of the gold never was um, just, um, minimized. Uh, according to Toysis, it seems more, uh, it, it was actually because of the thickness of the gold and the gold that was enough to protect it. But either way, um, the fire was not able to ruin the Mizbeach Hazav. So similarly, the Peshe Yisrael, that they are Malayim Mitzvah cream. it's not just a covering, but they are actually filled of mitzvahs, like a Rimayim, as it says, like the, uh, like the redness of a split pomegranate are your cheeks, and do not read the cheeks, but rather the empty ones, that the empty ones are like a, the redness of the Rimayim, meaning is that they're like the Rimayim itself, the redness is, is the seeds. Allah has come of a come, for sure they will not, meaning they're so filled of seeds, like they're filled of mitzvahs. Therefore, they for sure will not be able to be, the fire of Gehenna will not be able to rule over them. Okay. So, why is the Gemara bringing these two memories? So, the connection is, so what's the connection? So Papashtis, because we know the previous Gemara, really the Mishnah started telling us that after the regal, the, the, they would have to table all of the Kalim. But they would not have to table the Mizbeach Azav or uh, Mizbeach HaNechayshechs. And the, the Mishnah has an argument uh, why that is. Um, Rabbi Eliezer says it's because the Mizbech, Mizbachis are called ground, they're called the earth in the Torah, and therefore just like earth cannot be Muhammad Tuba, the Mizbachis will not be able to become a Tuba. According to the Chamim, it's because, we're going to learn like Rashi, is because um, the, they're made out of wood. Um, so they really were made out of wood, and wood, which is a kli, which one does not move, it's a very big, heavy wooden kli, the rule is that cannot become tummy. In order to become a tumah, at least a wooden kli, it has to be something which is movable. But a big kli like the mezbeh chazav or the mezbeh chanachoshas was very large, so that would not be become a tumah. The only reason it would become a tumah is because it had a metal covering. The mezbeh chanachoshas had copper surrounding it, mezbeh chazav had gold. So the chamas say, yeah, the only thing that could become a tumah is the metal. But the metal is insignificant. It's buttle to the main part. The main part of the Mizbeach was the either, right, the Mizbeach Hanachosh uh, would be the wood and the stones which were under it. And the main part of the Mizbeach Azav would be uh, the wood which is under it. And, that, and then that's also brought from uh, a Pasuk. So we see from a Pasukim that the main part was the wood. But either way, since we're talking about the Tsipoi, this covering of gold, so in connection to that concept, we also bring this idea of Reish Lakish. The Reish Lakish says that we learn from the Tzipri of the Zav, like just like the, the Tzipri of the Mizbeach was just a thin covering that was able to protect the golden Mizbeach. So for sure, uh, the Paishri Yisrael that are filled with mitzvahs, like a Riemann, for sure, the Or Shal will not be able to affect them. And because we bring this idea of Paishri Yisrael, so we also bring before that also the memory of Rebbe Elazar, that the Tami de Chama also won't have the Or of Gehenim rule over them. So that's the connection. So the real connection is because Umar earlier was talking about the Mizbeach and the Tzipri the Mizbeach. So therefore, we want to bring down some Anyin of Agadita regarding that. Therefore, we bring Meish Once we bring Meish about the Or of Gehenim not ruling over the Paishri Yisrael, we also bring the idea of Or of Gehenim not ruling over the Tami de Chachamim. Avalafiza, any moving. According to this, we will have three questions on this Gemara. 
He says, according to this, it would have been more fitting to first bring the memory of Eish Lakish, that learns a Kalvachem and Tebechazav, and only afterwards to bring the memory of Elazar, which is talking about Tamid because that is what wasn't really connected to the prior Gemara. What was connected was Rish Lakish's Vart. So once you bring Rish Lakish, you could bring Rebbe Lazar. But why would the Gemara first bring Rebbe Lazar, um, who's not connected, and then only afterwards bring Rish Lakish, which was the connection? It usually goes from theme to theme. It should have brought Rish Lakish first. Base. Ikir Asugi Oidis Peshe Yisrael, the Shaychus, the Shlitas Agehenim Aleim, the Oidis Hagehenim Bechlal, who Mesechus Ervin. He says the main Sugi regarding Peshe Yisrael and the connection of Gehenim having some. Uh, rulership over them, and and, talk, and also the general discussion about Gehenim, that is actually in Masechus Erevin. And also over there in that Gemara, the, it brings this idea that the Paish Yisrael, the fires of Gehenim, will not rule over the Paish Yisrael. And why should the Mar bring both ideas? The Mar just doesn't repeat things. It says for two reasons he should have brought the, the, the idea of Rebbe Lazar. First of all, because that's the main sugya about Gehenna. So if the main sugya is about Gehenna, it should have brought this very important idea about the Tamil Dichamim also not having Ein Arshal Gehenna Shalatzvan. And second of all, Masechus Erevin actually comes earlier in the order of Mishnais and in Jas. Uh, than the Sech Sugiga. So if you're only going to mention it once, you should really mention it in the main, first of all, the main Sugya, and also the, the first place where we start discussing, and where the first place we start discussing Gehenim. And Gimel. Regarding the words of Rabbi Shlak, she says, it's a Kav from the Mizbech Hazav, that uh, the fire is not able to um, take uh, effect the wood which is below the Mizbeach Hazav, even though only had a thickness of a golden dinner. So same thing, Tamidich, Paish um, Yisrael, who are filled with mitzvahs, also the fire of Gehenim won't have any effect on them. He says, he says, this Maimur Chazal of Reish Lakish actually gives the exact opposite type of idea than the previous Gemar. The previous Gemar was telling us that even though the Mizbachis, let's just do the Mizbech Chazal, let's say the Mizbech Chazal was covered with gold, and gold is Mekabal Tumah, Nonetheless, Mizbech Hazav will not be able to become a Tumah, according to the Rabbanan, because since it was just a, a cover, it was, it was just a plating, a plating is bottled to the main part of the Kli. The main part of the Kli was the wood which is under it, as we learned from the Pasuk. So the Sipui was bottled to the main part, which we're saying is the, is, is the wooden Kli. So it's not, as we're saying, as important. But then we're bringing from Argamar that it's... It, just, it expresses the power of the plating, that it's dafka because of the plating of gold, which was on the Mizbeach Hazav, that protected the Mizbeach, and that gave the strength to the Mizbeach, 
and therefore the Ein HaEr display was only because of this gold. So it's giving like a Maimur Chazal, true it's more Agadata, but still, the Maimur Chazal is actually the opposite stress of what the Gmar's, previous Gemara is trying to say. It seems almost like contradictory uh, that one Gemara is trying to say it's unimportant, it's bottle regarding the main part of the Kli, while this Gemara is telling you it's really just because of the gold that the whole Kli was protected. Stam, the Rebbe does not bring this, but I, I just think it might be add to the question. We also know even halakhically regarding the halachas of Tuma, Vitara, if a Kli is made out of two materials, let's say it's made out of wood and, and metal, not, not a plating of metal, but two, uh, you know, let's say you have a walking stick, which let's say the bottom is made out of metal and the upper handle is made out of wood. So the halacha is that if the metal is just there for decoration, then it won't be makabatuma because it's a, it's a wooden kli, which doesn't have a receptacle for it. So it's not makabatuma because it's like wood. But we're saying if the wooden kli is only has a chizuk, is only able to remain because of the metal bottom, so it's the metal bottom which is keeping it a cane. So then it will be makabatuma. So we see even halacha, if it's important enough that it keeps the kli strong, it actually gives it a tuma. So that's just a general idea. This is not, again, really a question on the Gemara because, as, as I mentioned, that's only if there's two parts to the Kli. There's the metal part and then there's a the wood. That Gemara is just talking about a plating of gold. So the Kuliyama plating of gold will not be Makabotuma uh, and it's bottle to the Kli itself. But still, as we mentioned, it gives this opposite type of stress uh, than the Gemara is trying to show. Sif Gimel. In addition to the questions that we have until now, we also need to understand these different duyukim in these statements of the Gemara. Aleph. So the Kabbalah from the Mizbeah Chazav that Gemara brings regarding the Paish Yisrael, that if this thin layer of gold is able to protect the Mizbeah, so then for sure the, the, the Paish Yisrael, which are filled uh, like a Riman with mitzvahs, for sure they would be protected from the fires of Gehenim. L'chayr that Kavachemer should work also for Tamachachem. That Shem Shahazav Megan Lizbech Mipneish, Kach Kamtai Rasam, Shal Tamidicham, Aginel Lemne Hor Shal Gehenim. That just like the gold protects the Mizbech from the fire, so for sure the Torah of the Tamachachem will protect them from the fires of Gehenim. Afiluk Shahasa Meisen built Ritsuim, Shbi Itiyam Royim Ruyim Haim. That even if they did certain deeds which are not uh, correct, bad deeds that they've done, therefore they should have got punished, but because of the they will be protected. So based on this, we really have two, two questions, or really one question with two parts in it. He says, the whole statement regarding Tamid is not necessary, it's extra. Because we can learn that the Tamid will be protected as a Kavachimer, a Kolshkein from the Paisha Yisrael. If the Paisha Yisrael are being protected from the, from the fires of Gehenim, for, for sure Tamid Chachem uh, will be protected. You don't even need to mention anything about the Tamid Chachem. Just simple logic. When you read this, say, oh, even a Paisha Yisrael doesn't get punished, why would you think a Tamid Chachem would face the fires of Gehenim? So you don't need to say anything about it. And says after the Gemara, for whatever reason, wants to bring a special memra 
for the Tamidah Chachamim, but why does it need to bring the Kavachimer from the Salamander? Why doesn't it just bring the Kavachimer from the Mizbeach Azov? And say, just like the Mizbeach Azov, it has a little bit of gold, but it protects it. So for sure, Tamachacham, that's Kol Kulei Eish, he is fire, he's completely filled with fire, for sure, the Tamachacham would be protected. So those are the two points. First of all, don't mention anything about Tamachacham, because it's really obvious if the Paish Yisrael were protected, for sure, Tamachacham. And if, for whatever reason, you want to bring the member by Tamachacham, just bring the same Kavachimer. Ubi Yoyser Yuksha, and this is actually, the question gets stronger. Salamandra, who sheretz Tamei, al Kapanim as the salamander is a sheretz tummy. According to Teisvis, he says that the salamander is one of the eight shratzim in the Torah, which is actually tummy. According to others, I think Rashi brings it. It's it's some type of chaya. It's some type of wild animal, but it's definitely not a kosher animal. So, if we need to. Why would we want to learn a Kavachimer from Tahamicham from Asheretz when we're able to learn the same Kavachimer from Mizbech Azav? So that's really, you know, part of that second point of the question is why do we need a special Kavachimer for the Tahamicham? Just learn it from Mizbech Azav. The Rebbe is saying it, the question is even stronger. L'chayra, it's better to learn it from, not just it's equal, but it's better to learn it from Mizbech Azav. Mizbech Azav was a Klikaidish. Mash'ek in the Salamander was either a Sheretz Tameh or a Chaya. Why learn a Kavachimer from it? Learn it from the Mizbech Azav. And Beis. Since the Tamid and the Paisha Yisrael are found in Gehenim because of their sins, it's just they're in Gehenim, but the fires of Gehenim have no shlita over them. Either because of, by the Tamid that's and they're filled of Tyra, or because of the second sug, because they're filled of mitzvahs. So if they both have sins, why is the first group called Tamid Chachamim and the second group is called Paisha Yisrael? Why, if they're both sinners, shouldn't they all be Paisha Yisrael? It should have said something more similar to Paisha Yisrael. How do we know that Paisha Yisrael that have Tyra are protected? And how do we know that Paisha Yisrael that are filled with mitzvahs, they're also protected? But we don't do that. We call the first group Tamidah Chachamim, implying that uh, there's almost nothing wrong with them. But the second group, we give this statement of Paisha Yisrael. So those are the questions. Let's just recap uh, what we've discussed until this point, and then we'll go weiter. So the first question of the Sicha is, is on the Parsha uh, Shavua, and the question is that it implies from these Midrashim that the, the purpose of the Mishkan was for Hashra Sashchina, while the Aaron was a idea of Makam Hatayra, had its own special need. But Lachaira, even the Aaron, the main point was the Hashra Sashchina. So, what does it mean that it has its own aspect of Makam Hatayra? So, that was the question. We're going to get back to that at the end of the Sicha. So, we said we're going to understand this first by quoting a Gemara in Masachas Chagiga. And we asked a bunch of questions on this Gemara. The Gemara in Chagiga was talking about two, uh, two Kalachimers. We said, first of all, Kalachimer, that the Tamar Chacham will not be punished. Uh, sorry, will not, the, will ha- the fires of Gehenna will have no Shlita on it. We learned that from the Salamander. And we said that the Poish Yisrael, the fires of Gehenna will not have any Shlita over them. We learned that as a Kalachimer from the Mizbech Azov. So the questions we asked, first of all, we said it first should have mentioned the member of Reish Lakish, because his Rish Lakish brought a Kavachimer from the Mizbech Azav. And the whole Gemara Masachas Chagiga is talking about the Mizbech Azav and the Sipui of the Mizbech Azav. So it first should have brought Rish Lakish, and then only afterwards brought the Kavachimer regarding the Tamid Chacham, which is connected to the Salamander, which the Chayrat doesn't really have its own connection to the Sugya. It's only brought Agav 
uh, Rish Lakish's vort of the Poish Yisrael and the Kav from the Tzipuri and Mizbeach. The second point is, uh, L'chayra, the main sugya about Gehenim is really Mesechus Erevin. But in Mesechus Erevin, it doesn't bring this whole idea of the Tamid Chachamim. It only brings the Kav from Poish Yisrael. Why doesn't it also bring the Kav of the Tamid Chachamim? And the third question is, L'chayra, Rish Lakish's Kav actually has this, the opposite stress than the prior Gemara. The whole prior Gemara was trying to tell you that the Mizbech Hazav is not Makabal even though it is coated in gold. And gold is a metal which is Makabal But we're saying it's not going to be Makabal because the gold is inconsequential. It's bottled to the Mizbech itself. But our Gemara is actually trying to emphasize the opposite point that the gold actually protects the Mizbeach from uh, the fires. That they, so it's actually stressing the opposite, the importance of the gold, which seems to, it's not a question per se, but the, the main idea is that it seems to give us a, a, the opposite a stress to the prior Gemara. So why bring a Maimar Chazal was really the opposite stress of what the Gemara is trying to say. Those were the three questions on the Gemara. And then we had a few Diukim. Uh, the main idea being is A, why do we need to have a separate Kavachimer from the for the Talmud Chacham? Lachaira, we could have learned the Kavachimer directly from the Paish Yisrael. That if the Paish Yisrael are protected from Gehenim, and we learned that from the Zbeach Azav, then Kolshkein, the Talmud Chacham would be protected. And we said, Lachaira, even if you want to bring a, 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 a Kavachimer from, uh, we said, then we said even more than that, that Lachaira, the Kavachimer of the Talmud Chacham, is from the Salamander, which is a Sheretz Tameh or even a Chaya. Why bring the Kavachimer? from this salamander when you could have brought it from the Mizbech Azav? That was the first question. And the second question is, since both the Tamid Chamim and the Paish Yisrael are in Gehenim because of the various that they did, why are the Tamid Chamim called Tamid Chamim, while the second group of people are called the Paish Yisrael? So Sif Dalet, Habir B'chalzeh. It says, HaKesher V'achivar Shel Ish Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nasa Yidei Shnei Inyanim, Yidei Limud HaTayra V'yidei Kim and Mitzvis, Aval Yesh Chilik B'nehem. He says, the connection and uh, between a yid and a shem is made through two inyanim. One, through learning Torah. Two, through fulfilling mitzvahs. But there is a difference between these two methods. He's a when a yid learns Torah, understands the chachma of Hashem in his seichel, he becomes unified with the Torah. As the Tanya tells us, it's a wondrous yichud that there is no yichud like it. He becomes one and singular and unified from every side and angle, meaning that the identity of the person becomes the Torah. That's of course the special quality of Torah is that when a person's learning it. It changes who you are. It changes the way you think. Your mind now thinks the way that the Torah thinks. And in order to have this connection to Torah, that requires a very deep level of bitl. That meaning is because if you're learning Torah and you're um, coming with yashus and you're questioning what you're learning in the sense that you're not believing what you're learning and you're skeptical, you're never going to truly understand the Torah. In order to understand what the Torah is saying, you need to come with a certain humility that the Torah is greater than me, the Torah is the Chachma of Hashem. And in order for me to understand it, I need to have humility. And with that humility, and of course also, since it's a Dvar Seichel, you're using your intellect to understand what the Torah is saying, you become unified with the Torah and you begin to start thinking like the Torah thinks. And the, and the Torah itself actually becomes one with your mind. So the Metzias, the identity of the person, actually becomes Torah. Even though through fulfilling the mitzvah you become like a chariot, 
to the Ratzon of Hashem, but you're not becoming unified with the mitzvah to the same extent like the Torah. In other words, a Markava, what's the idea of a Markava? It's battle, it has no will to it, uh, it doesn't have its own will. Its will is the will of the rider. But technically the chariot is battle to the rider, but it's not the rider itself. For example, if there's another rider that went on, then it would have a different, it would go in a different direction. The whole idea of the Markava is that it has no desire of its own. It's all about what the master wants. But it's not unified with the master. It's a second entity. It's a second entity which is being controlled by the first entity. So that is not the same level of Yichud that we have with Torah. By Torah, you are becoming one with the Torah. Your mind and the Torah are becoming completely unified. You are understanding the Torah. It becomes the way that you think. It's that you're being mevatel what you want for what Hashem wants, that you're putting your own desires to the side and you're having Kabbalah's all and you're accepting on yourself the yoke of Hashem. And this is the difference between the two members of Rebbe Lazar who's talking about the Talmud Chacham and Rish Lakish who's talking about the Paish Yisrael. Rebbe Lazar Medaber, Medailas Atayra, Shabbat Yisrael, Tamid Chacham, Shaydei Hatar Nasim Haloim Tatimid Tamid Chacham Gufan Eish. Rabbi Lazar was talking about the Tamid Chachamim, meaning is that through their learning, the Tamid Chachamim, they become fire. The Kvana of fire over here is the words of Hashem. So when a person learns Torah, what happens is his body becomes the words, the Varaykeish. The word Torah is compared to fire. So when you're learning Torah and we're saying that your guf becomes fire, it means is that your guf and the Torah are becoming one. They're becoming completely unified with uh, Torah and with uh, Elokos. Till such a level that the Torah itself becomes their identity. Reish Lakish talk about the quality of mitzvahs by the Paisha Yisrael, that they are filled with mitzvahs just like a remind. Even though by fulfilling these mitzvahs, there, you don't have that unity between the mitzvah and the yidin. But nonetheless, they become vessels. They are filled with mitzvahs, and because of this, the or shel gehenim is not able to rule over them. So the idea of being filled with mitzvahs, that itself, in a sense, expresses what we're trying to say: that there's the kli, and then there's something which is put inside of the kli, just like by the riban. There's the riban itself. And then there's the seeds which are inside of the ribbon. They are two separate entities. But because of that, what you're being filled with, that is able to protect you. And the Rebbe points out in R25, but this does not mean that they actually have any more virus than the first group of Tamil Chachamim. So both groups that we're talking about, the Tamil Chachamim and Paish Yisrael, might have exactly the same virus. But the difference is, what are they doing with the rest of the time? The other, the Tamid and the rest of the time, they're spending learning Torah, while the ones who are Paish Yisrael, they're filled with mitzvahs, and, and with the rest of the time, they're spending to do mitzvahs, not by learning Torah, and therefore their protection is of different types. Okay. And this is also the diik that we have, that they're filled of mitzvahs just like a rima. Just like a riman, even though it's filled with seeds. But the seeds, they have their own separate identity. Same thing by the Paisha Yisrael. Even though they're fulfilling mitzvahs, 
But their body isn't a mitzvah. They're just filled with mitzvahs, just like a remind. Even though the Tamid Chama have the special quality that Gufan Esh, but you still would not be able to learn out and say, just like Poish Yisrael ain't or shall Gehenim shall let us behem, then for sure Tamid Chachamim won't be able to. Because the Tamid Chacham Nichshal Bedvar Avera, Hadover Chamer Yisim Messias Maisizai De Poish Yisrael. He says, when a Tamid Chacham does an Avera, even if it's exactly the same Avera, it's actually much worse than when a Poish Yisrael does it. And the reason is because the Tamid Chacham, since he is one with the Torah, he should have known better. As we're saying, the Torah transforms who you are. So you're not just a person that does mitzvahs, a person that learns Torah. Because if you're just a person that learns Torah, you have a person that does mitzvahs, same thing. They're saying, no, it's not the same thing. Because when you learn Torah, you become unified with Torah. Therefore, you're, you, you changed who you are. You're a much edler person. You have a mind that thinks like the Torah thinks. And therefore, you should have been, you should have known better. And therefore, when you do an Avera, that shows on a much greater uh, lack of control or uh, lack of caring, or lack of precursor, whatever uh, the reason why the Talmud Chacham did it. That gives an example, this is Al-Der Tamid Chacham, Shagagas Naslam Kizudaynas. We have a rule uh, by Talmud Chacham that even when he does something accidentally, it's considered like a Zadan, like he did on purpose. The reasoning being, because since he's a Talmud Chacham, he should have known. He had the ability to learn. He's a Talmud Chacham. So even though he did it by accident, he knows to be more, A, he knows to learn, and B, he knows to be more careful in certain situations. So therefore, even if it was a Shaykh, the, the Torah considers it as if it's a Zadan. So, nonetheless, we can't learn out the Peish Yisrael from the Talmud Chacham, saying, if the Talmud Chacham, who's on such a high level still, the Or of Gehenna will protect him for sure, the Peish Yisrael that are, that are not on that level, and they're filled with mitzvahs. The the Orshel Ganim will, will not be able to control, have any control over them. Because the also has a quality that their guf is fire, and this quality is not Papayshi Yisrael. So this has basically answered uh, the first question. Our first question was, why do we need? Uh, well, sorry, one of our questions. That our question is, why do we need a separate kavachaymer specifically for the tamachacham? Can we learn it out as a kolshkein? from the Poish Yisrael, that if the Poish Yisrael are protected, uh, and we learned that out from the Mizbeach Hazav, so similarly also Tamachacham would be protected. So the answer that we're giving is that no. Both Tamidich Chacham and the Poish Yisrael have Averis, and it's the same type of Avera. The difference is, the Tamachacham, he's on a higher level because he's unified with Torah. So when he does an Averis, his Averis are actually worse. So therefore, even if the, we can learn out from the Mizbeach Hazav that the Poish Yisrael are protected, but maybe that wouldn't work for a Tamachacham because his Averis are actually more stringent and more severe than the Poish Yisrael. But on the other hand, we can't learn out, you know, oh, then the question, of course, reverts. So just mention the Tamachacham uh, by a Tamachacham. And then for sure, the Poish Yisrael, who have their Averis aren't as stringent, will be protected. The reasoning is because the Tamachacham still has a certain quality, that their body itself is fire. They are one with the Torah. So therefore, since they have this unity with the Torah, uh, that's much stronger protection because they themselves have this kedusha within them. They are Torah, so the Torah itself is able to protect them from the fires of Gehenim. Mash Enkin, the 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 Yisrael, they're just malayim. They have the mitzvahs which are filled with them. You would think maybe that wouldn't, they, but they themselves are not the mitzvah. But nonetheless, the the, the Kavachimer teaches us that they're filled, that the being filled with the mitzvahs that itself will protect them, even though it's not one with them. Look at R twenty nine. 
So over here we've really been speaking about the quality of the Tam Chacham. The Tam Chacham is one and unified with the Torah and he's a Gufan Eish. Um, but the truth is, he says, there's also a quality by fulfilling mitzvahs by simple people. The quality is the bitl, the kabbalas, all that is, is done, it, that the person shows when he fulfills this mitzvah. By learning the Torah, since his main of is understanding, you don't feel over there the same level of bitl, that the Kutzisichus explains the Maila of Bittl in nowadays relative to the Zman Habayis, meaning that in the Zman Habayis we're able to see Elokus Begiloi. This that your battle was self understood. It was something that you wanted. You wanted to connect with Shem. That was like the that was where you wanted to be. That was the trend. That's where you you saw the the, the, the godless of being connected to Hashem. But Dafkin the Zman when you do not have, have that connection, you do not feel the greatness. It's it's a much greater level of bittel and Kabbalah soul because you don't want to necessarily do this mitzvah. You don't want to be connected because it's Zman It looks it's hard to be a yid at Zman But nonetheless, you're doing it. That shows a much love, a greater level of bittel. So that is actually the quality of the Paish Yisrael, that Gufan is not Eish. So even though the Tamachacham has the Maila, that Gufan Eish, and that protects them, but the truth is there's also a certain Maila specifically that they're Malay mitzvahs, that it's not their identity. And even though it's not their identity, they break themselves and still do those mitzvahs. And that's why um, that protects them from the Or Shal Gehenim. Sifei. So the Fiza moving Gamatam, the Tamid Ham and Nilmudu, Missilamandra, now we can answer the other part of the question, why the Talmud Chacham is learned Dafka from the Salamander, even though we said the Salamander was a Sheretz, Tameh, or Chaya, and the Paish Yisrael, we learn it out from the Mizbech Hazav. Salamandra, he told us a Eish. The Dugmas Talmud Chacham is Shogol Kufin Eish, Mitziusen HaTayra. Salamandra is the offspring of the fire. It is similar to the Kamba Chacham, who the, whose body is fire. The identity of the Talmud Chacham is Tayra. So Rebbe Lezer, with this Tav he's coming to explain a question. He says, we're talking about over here that the Guf is fire. So how is it possible that a Tav that his whole identity is tire? How could he have an union of Chet? That's not even who he is. It's an interesting question. If your whole identity is fire, if your whole identity is fire and Tyra, then how Taka is he able even to do an Avera? On the other, other hand, if they are shaykh to sins, and that's why they're in Gehenim, so how is it possible that the Or Shal Gehenim will not have a shlit over them? And they're able to stay in their matzav of guf and esh, that since they are themselves are fire, there's no shlita of the Or Gehenim on them. How is that possible? So So this is the Kavachim of the Salamander. That's why we brought specifically the Salamander. Omer Bigamar. Iker Tvulosa Benura. Hainish Iker Matar Matuma He Eish. Yusman Amain. The Gemara tells us the main type of Tara is actually from fire. This we learn out from um, from the Lachas of Kashris that one level of Kashris is doing a gala when you heat up a thing of water and you Kashur, you put and you put the kalim inside of there. The Gemara tells us that even a better level of uh, of tara is actually through fire, which is called libun. So the main tevila is actually when you do limun on a kli. That works always. So agala only works in certain type in certain situations, but libun always works because the main matara from tumah is actually from fire more than water. 
So lachayrav acher she eish metaharas metuma hainu shehi mesira esetuma he says, since fire gets is metair, something which is tameh, it removes tumah, then for sure, the fire itself cannot itself become tameh. But nonetheless, we see from fire, which takes away tumah, is able to create something which is tameh. It creates this sheretz tameh, or halkapana machaya. And on the other hand, if you even though it's a sheretz tamay, so Luchayr is saying, okay, used, maybe it used to be fire, but now it's not fire. Now it's just a sheretz. We say no, even while it's still a sheretz, you, if you take from its blood and you smear it on yourself, you will be protected from the in or shalatis blood. You'll be protected from fire. So it's similar to the Talmud Chacham, in the sense that he is kol gufan esh, but still he's able to do something wrong. But even when he does something wrong. So you think, okay, maybe he originally was fire, but now he's not fire, and therefore the air shall Gehenim shall let us play. We're saying, no, even when he did something wrong and he's in Gehenim, he's still fire and he's protected. That's just like the salamander that comes from fire. So therefore, how could something like, like a salamander come from fire? But nonetheless, we see from the fire, you could have the shared stomach. And even when it's a shared stomach, nonetheless, it still protects you from fire. So, Mazam Muvin, the Allah has come of a kama tamidachachamim. He says, from this it's understood, that the whole body is fire, that even though there is a metzius that they're able to fall and stumble and do sins, the reasoning for that is, is because the neshama is inside this world. It's beguf bas of adam. It's an oilam hazeh, which the reshaim control nonetheless, even though they're able to do sins, how are they able to do sins? That was our question. The reason is because they're in Oilam Haza. In a Chinami, the essence of a Tamachachim is fire. But being in a place of Tumah, being a place where Roshayim Gaivrim by, that even has an effect on the uh, on a, on Talmud Chacham, and therefore he could do a sin. But nonetheless, it doesn't change who, essentially who they are. Essentially, they're really fire. This is similar to the salamander, that even though the salamander, come, how could the salamander come from fire? It's because the fire is in Oilam Haza. The, the fire is in this world. It burns for seven years in this world. So f- burning for seven years in this world, you're able to create this sheretz can come out from it. But nonetheless, this sheretz that comes out from it, even though uh, it's Tameh, but in es- essence, it's still what it's the essence of the salamander, it's also fire. So by Paisha Yisrael, even though they're filled with mitzvahs, we bring the Kavachimer from the golden mitzvah, which was covered with gold. Because a yid, through doing mitzvahs, he becomes covered, he becomes plated with the mitzvah. Meaning is the mitzvah surrounds him and protects him, but he does not become unified with the mitzvah itself like by limited Torah. So by limited Torah, the person becomes Gufan Esh, and that's how they're protected. Masha'inki, by the mitzvah, you do not become the mitzvah itself, but the mitzvah protects you. It gives you that shield. And as we explained in the Aru, the mile of the mitzvah is, that it's able to give you that shield, is because of that bithel uh, and the kabbalah's all that um, you're, you're displaying. So that explained that other question of why the Tam why we need two Kabbalah 
Because the reason is because each Kalvachimer is really teaching something else. The Kalvachimer of the uh, of the Mizbeach Azov is when the, there's a plating of gold which is separate from the wood, and that's more like the Poish Yisrael. Masha Inkim, the Salamander is when it itself comes from fire and it still could become Tameh, and even when it's Tameh, it's really still fire. Just like the Tamachacham, who he himself is fire, he could do an Avera, but even when he does the Avera, he still remains fire. Zivav. Now we can understand the next question we had. We asked, why is the Suga Rishon called Tamid Chum and the second group is called Poish Yisrael? The Chayr, they both did the same types of Avera. We should have called it Poish Yisrael that learned Tyra or Poish Yisrael that do mitzvahs. So he explains. He says, Since Gufan is Eish, you cannot call them Poish Yisrael anything similar to that. They are not Poish Yisrael. That is not what their identity is. Their identity is Gufan Eish. He says, it's actually, you're not allowed to disgrace the Tamachachem because when you disgrace the Tamachachem, you're actually disgracing the Torah because as we said, the Torah is unified with who they are. Because you cannot separate the Torah from the Tamachacham. He says the Tamachacham that became rotten, meaning as he did something wrong, you cannot disgrace him publicly because what you're really disgracing is the Torah that he learned. Because people, because the Tamachacham, it's not just what people view him as, but it's even more than that, he truly is the Torah. So the Tamachacham that's Sarach, and you disgrace him, you're really disgracing also the, the Torah that he has. And as we explained, he always the Torah remains within him. That's who he truly is. Yes, he's an Olam Haz, and therefore he could do things which are wrong. He has a, a body, a Netsh Bahamas, he's in this world. But who is he? Essentially, essentially, he always remains uh, a Tamachacham. Of course, we're talking about a Tamachacham, you know, a Liba de Amis, the Tamachacham of the Gemara. We're not talking about necessarily what people nowadays call someone Tamachacham, but there's actually a whole halachic definition. It's brought in Shulchan Arch, uh, it's brought in the Gemara, what a Tamachacham is considered. But if you're a Tamachacham, according to how the Gemara explains it, that means you are truly uh, fire. Therefore, the Gemara doesn't even want to say that the Poishi Yisrael that they, which learned, um, that did a verus, because that's not who they are. And, and, and it's actually also for the Gemara to say that, because you have to say, you have to give them honor. So it has to call them a Tamachacham. And it doesn't even say that they did something wrong. All it says is a Tamachacham, the fires of Gehenim won't rule over them. So you understand that if they're Gehenim, obviously they did something wrong. But the Gemara doesn't want to say that's a Tamachacham that did an Avera. It just says a Tamachacham, the fires of Gehenim won't rule, and you have to figure it out. Like why then Gehenim? Ah, oh, it's because they did something wrong. So it all has to do with who they are essentially. By simple people, even though they're filled of mitzvahs like a riban, but you could insult them or disgrace them without actually causing any issues with the mitzvahs which are in them. Because their identity is not the identity of the mitzvahs, they're just filled with mitzvahs. He says the more actually is medayik to call them poishe Yisrael and to disgrace them. The Rebbe is being medayik because at the beginning of the Gemara calls them poishe Yisrael. And then the Gemara brings the Pasuk, Pelech HaRiman, uh, by the Pelech HaRiman, and it says, The empty ones are filled with mitzvah. So if the Pasuk itself, if the Maimon Chazal is called Rekonim, 
So why doesn't it bring it Rukhanim? It should have said that the Rukhanim Shabacha in Orsha Galhanim Shalatisbam, and then bring the Pasuk about how the empty ones are also filled with mitzvahs. But the Gemara he's saying is being Madaik to call them Paish Yisrael, because by calling them Paish Yisrael, that's part of their, 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 their Kapara. Ki Habzain Hucheluk Mahakapara, Dercham Supagmara, Dischiskia, Shagira, Atzamais Aviv, Al Mita Shachavalim. The, as the Gemara tells us regarding Chizkiah, uh, one of the Malachi Yisrael, that his father was a Russia, that he pulled his father's bones on a bed of Chavalim to take him to the Kavura. And the Gemara said this is one of the, I think, three things that Hashem agreed to him about was that he did this. And the reasoning is because being Mavaz his father, that helped bring the Kapara to his father. So we see that part of um, Tshuva sometimes is Bizayan. Um, but either way, the point what we're trying to bring and express over here is that Atam Chacham since the Torah that he learns becomes unified with him, that means he himself is Gufan Eish. And if you Mavaza them, you really just Mavaza what they stand for. Because they are, they, the way they're thinking, their personalities, everything about them, a true Tamachacham, is the Torah. So you can't separate the two. So therefore, by insulting them, embarrassing them, and saying, oh, even a Tamachacham could do something wrong, what you're really saying is that the Torah is infallible, and from the Torah, something bad can come out from it. Ashen came by someone who does mitzvahs, even though, of course, that's a great zach, but that doesn't necessarily change the essence of who their personality is. A mitzvah, of course, does change you to a certain degree, as the Rambam explains that the reason why we do mitzvahs is it's, it's, it's to purify the person, makes them a better person, but ultimately these acts change you, but it doesn't change the essence of who you are and how you think. And therefore, uh, at least definitely not to the same level as learning Torah, therefore uh, you could be mechalic between the person and his mitzvahs. And therefore they're called Paish Yisrael. Uh, this Maimar Chazal we brought earlier on the Pasuk, you should make for me a Mikdash and I will dwell within it. It doesn't say within it, it actually says within you, within the plural, with all the, within every single Yid. So just like we're saying that in the Mishkan Prati, meaning the Yid, there's these two inyanim, there's the inyan, there's the connection that we have with Hashem through Torah, and there's a connection that we have with Hashem through mitzvahs. Similarly, in the Mikdash Haklali, the general base of Mikdash for all the Yid, in the, which was in Yushalayim, where the Mishkan that Moshe made, you also have these two aspects within it. Habir the ultimate purpose of the Mishkan and the Mikdash, there are two opinions what its purpose was. Das Ramban hi kanal Mishkan, According to the Ramban, the main job of the Mishkan was to have a place for the Shechina, and the main place of the Shechina was on the Aaron. The Ramban says the Tachlis and Mikdash is to have a place that we could be, that we could bring sacrifices to Hashem. Meaning is the Ram, the Ramban, the main focus is that Hashem has a dwelling in this place. The main focus is on Hashem. While according to the Rambam, the main focus is on us, that we have a place where we're able to serve Hashem. He says that in essence, essentially, meaning is like according to the truth, once each one says his own opinion, but they're not actually really, there's no machlaikas. They are arguing, of course. But he says, there's no argument because they're both right. Because the Mikdash is really called both in Yanim. That the Mikdash, there should be a Lakus revealed. It should be in an internal way. Meaning is there should be a way of unity. So one aspect of the Mishkan is that the Shechina, the Lakus should be revealed and be unified in a very internal way. 
uh, within the Mishkan. And Beis, Shashras Hashkina Tia Batachtoinim. I de Habir Shil Yonab Tachtoinim Agashmim, Kamainian Mitzvah Shem Lubashis, Midvarim Gashmim Tafka. And there's a second aspect is that the Hashras Hashkina should be in the Tachtoin, in the lower aspects of this world. Through being mavarad in yonim tachtoinim, the gashmi the kazach, just like the mitzvahs, which are malubish and dvarim gashmi and dafka, meaning is that Torah has the maila. Going back to the idea of Torah mitzvahs, Torah has the maila is that you become unified with Hashem in a very revealed way. You think you feel like Hashem does. The mitzvah has the maila is that the physical items in this world are being elevated for Kedusha. So in the Mishkan, you also had these two aspects. You had the Makam Aran, so the Shechina was revealed in this world, in a unified way, in a revealed way. On the other hand, we also had the idea of Makrivim by Karbanis, which is that the physical items of the world had to be elevated and brought closer to Hashem. So it was in the Tachte. So we have two points that we want. These are the two Inyanim of the Aran, and the Karbanis, and generally speaking, the Mishkan in general. Aleph, he says, he's going to explain. Aaron, which is the Inyana Tyra Hale Kus Bigula, Bigoli, Makama Aaron, Eno Minamida, Hayonikur Venira Shemitsius Makame Gashmi Sha'aran Hilakus, Shakarish Barhulavada, who Nimnaham the Nice. He says the Aaron, which is the aspect of Tyra, Alakus was revealed. As we know, the Gmar tells us that the Makama Aaron was not Minamida, meaning, to explain, uh, the Makama Aaron had a, the Aaron itself had a certain measurement. I think it was a two and a half amas long. Uh, but it was also inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, which was 10 Amas long. So if you would measure from one wall of the Kodesh HaKadoshim to the other wall, there would be 10 Amas. He says, but if you measured from the Kodesh HaKadoshim to the Aaron, from one wall to the Aaron would be 5 Amas, then you'd measure the Aaron would be 2.5, and, and then if you measured from the other end of the Aaron to the wall, it would be another 5, so equal 12.5. But it, even at exactly the same time, you had a person measuring from wall to wall, it would be 10. But if you break it up from one wall to the Aaron, the Aaron itself, and then... From the, from the R into the other wall, it would be 12 and a half, 5, 5, and 2 and a half. So how is that possible? So the Gemara tells us that Malcolm Aaron was not from, didn't have a measurement. It had a measurement, but didn't have a measurement. Meaning, it was very clear that the physical um, space of the, of the Aaron was elokos. Because only Hashem has this capability of nimna hamnanais. Nimna hamnanais literally means the impossible is impossible. Meaning, that um, think, by Hashem, things which are impossible even for us to fathom are possible. For example, um, putting an elephant in the eye of the needle, but the elephant is not going to get any smaller, but at the same time, the needle's hole cannot get any bigger. So imagine that. Elephant the same size goes through a needle, but the elephant's staying the same size, so it's still nice and big. And it's going through the needle, but at the same time it's going through the needle, the needle's not getting any bigger, it's still staying small. So you can't even imagine such a thing, because it goes against the laws of physics. But nonetheless, Hashem could do that, because nimna ham nim nice. Fine. So that was the idea of Makam Aaron. So the point is that in the Aaron, you're able to see literally Hashem. Hashem was revealed in this world. Machad Gisa was Amasai Machati. Oh, it was two and a half Amas. Wadaf Gibdiyik. It was specifically, it had to be two and a half Amas in order to be Kasher. So it was Min Hamida, but it was also Ene Min Hamida. Zuhi, Mailas Yichud Shnasai De Tarak. Now, this is the Maila of the Yichud that is done through Tyra that a human being remains a human being, but at the same time he's completely unified with Hashem and the Torah, which is higher than any higher than the 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 rules of this world, completely higher than Ishtalshlis. So we're physical beings and we're t- attaching ourselves to something which is truly infinite. How could that be possible? How could a human being understand Torah? If the Torah is a Chachma of Hashem, it should really be impossible to understand the Silikos. Nonetheless, Hashem gave this capability that the Torah remains 
a bleak vul, but at the same time, we remain gvul, we're still able to become unified with it, as we said, to such a point that, that the body of the Tamachacham, even though it remains a body, it's a guf, but it's a guf of Eish. Base. Then there's the Inya Avedus HaKabanas. V'chein HaMishkan B'chalulusai, Netilas Yud Gimel, or Tesvav Dvarim Gashmi, V'siyas Mishkan L'Hashem Behem. He says, then there's the avoid of the Kabbanis, and then also the, the Mishkan, generally speaking, that they took the 13 or the 15 physical items, and they made a Mishkan for Hashem. Um, the Pasuk actually, by the Parashas Truman, when it says that Yidin donated all the items, it mentions 15 in Yonim. But Rashi says it's 13. And, and then uh, if you look at the Arat, uh, 40, uh, 41 and 42, it goes through all the different sources of according to Rashi that says, that, even though the Pasuk says 15, but Rashi says there's 13, so which of those should not be counted? And there's many, many different opinions. What are the 13? One of them is, uh, if I remember correctly, that all the different, the blue wool, the red wool, like all the different types of wool should be just counted as one. Others say like the oil and the basamim, that shouldn't be counted because it didn't actually make a kli. Different, different opinions what Rashi counts and what he doesn't. But either way, the point is you're supposed to take these 13 or 15 items and you they're physical items and you make a mikdash for Hashem. What is a mikdash? This means there's a dwelling for Hashem in this lower world, in the Tachtan. Uh, this is This is very similar to the purification of the physical items through fulfillments of mitzvahs. And even though in the Mishkan Bechlal and by the by bringing the Kabbanas Befrat, there was a, a revelation of godliness. And we know that there was, uh, as we said, there's 10 Nisan that happened in the uh, base of Migdash, tells us in Pirkei But it wasn't in the same way that the physical item became a Lakus. Meaning, as it wasn't like the Aaron, that it was remained a physical item, but as it remained as a physical item, it was also godly. Therefore, it took up space and didn't take up space. Right? Because Hashem doesn't take up space because he's not physical. So we're saying that Aaron took up space, but didn't take up space. So as it was Gashmi, it was also above. Mashiach came by the Mishkan Bechlal, by the Kabbanis, even though there were many miracles that happened, but it wasn't that they remained Gashmi. Either it was that there was a spiritual aspect that was revealed into the world at that moment, um, and the Gashmis remained uh, Gashmis, but it was a separate revelation that broke the rules of nature, um, or, or it was a miracle that became enclosed within the nature. Right? The nature, like for example, the one about the no woman ever miscarried because of the smell of the karbanis. So that would be like a miracle which was enclosed within nature. So the miracle, in a sense, contracted itself to be able to fit into the uh, to, into this world. So sometimes you have a miracle that breaks, like Kriyas Yamsuf breaks this world. Other times you have miracles that enclose itself within the world. But either way, it's one or the other. Mashinkin by the art. So that's more similar to the, the mitzvahs, where the physical item becomes bottle or nullified to what Hashem wants. So chas. So Lafiza move Mashikhilku Hamidrashamanal, Sivalaf Bena Aran U Ben Klolos a Mishkan. Afa Pisha Bhlolos, Haisa Minuchas Vashrasa Shina Bemishkan Baran Val Yadai. Um so this through this explanation we can understand why the Medrish differentiates between the Aran and the Mishkan. Right? It, it talks about one level of Ashrasa Shina that was in the Mishkan on its own. And then we spoke about the Aran which was an imminent aspect, as we know, a higher level of Ashras Ashkina, and we said that it specifically was the Makim Hatayra. So we know that the Aran is the Makim Hatayra, but we also know that it is the main place where the Shekhinah is. So there's a level of Shekhinah that could be on by the Mishkan on its own, and then there's a level of Shekhinah which is specifically in the Aran, and also the Aran is the Makim Hatayra. So how does this all fit together? So now we have a beautiful shot according to this whole explanation that we're giving about the difference of Tyra and Mitzvahs, that Tyra becomes unified with the person, while Mitzvahs is something which fills the person, we can understand this.
even though generally speaking, the Menuchas Vashras Ashkina Bemishkan Baaran Valyadai was in the Mishkan and the Aran. But there's really two, two details over here. Aleph, there's the Indian of Achsanya Laatzmi. There is the making an abode for myself. This is the Hashachashina in the physical items of this world, in the Kabanis, etc. This is similar to the idea of the mitzvahs, that there's a connection between Elokus and the world, that the dwelling, the home, this physical world, this Gashmi stick world, has Elokus which comes inside of it. So we have the physical world and there's something spiritual which is going into it. Beis, then there's a chsanya l'tayra. This is a shras ha-shkina k'moish Then there's the level of the abode of Hashem, how it was within the Arn itself. Shabbat yashtin ma'il sayichud, ma'ashal akus yisparach m'yuchedes ha-arn u'makam ha-arn v'chulu. This is that the had a quality of yichud, that the alakus of Hashem was completely united with the Arn. That's why the makam ha-arn was not minimida kanal. Zeu b'dug m'smalis tamidah chacham in shaydei ha-tayra nasam gufen eish. This was a similar to the mile of the Tamar Chacham, that, they, that, that through their Torah, they themselves became fire. So in the Mikdash, we see both in Yanim. We have certain aspects, like the Kabbalists, the Mishkan itself, that was a place where Hashem's Shekhinah could dwell within it, but not become unified in it. So if, technically, if you, looked, um, you know, if, if you looked at a carbon being brought, and you didn't know that it was a spiritual avoid, you could just see, oh, some guy shechting uh, an animal and throwing, you know, spritzing blood on this uh, big stone uh, Mizbeach, like you would have no idea, you wouldn't see the Ruchnias. Masha'inkin, if you saw the Aaron, you'd be able to see the Ruchnias uh, Begoli. And we're going to explain soon what the Maila of each one is. Right? So far, it seems like we've really explained the Maila of Torah that you can see Hashem, but there will also be a Maila in the Kabanis and the Mishkan Bechlal where Hashem is, well, within the Dvarm Tachtainim. That, that's the Maila. That's even in, by the Tamachacham. Always in his seichel, it's much more spiritual. The spiritual parts of the Talmud Chacham become one with Hashem, but the but but the physical parts do not. Mashiach came when by the mitzvahs you're able to take the physical items in the world and and, and make them into elokos. Okay, Sif Tess. So Achila Kanal Shben Hatayra LeMitzvahs Pulasim Mikdash Shaprati Haynev Eimad Halayim Tayra Mekayim Mitzvahs. He says this difference that we've been speaking about regarding the mitzvahs. Uh, and, and Taira, in their pu'ula, in the individual person, and how the Taira affects a person in a different way that the mitzvah affects the person. And similarly, same thing by the mitzvah shoklali, the difference between the Aaron and, let's say, the Kabanis. He says this difference actually comes from the Taira itself, and the Taira mitzvahs, how they themselves are unified with Hashem. So it's not just how we connect the Torah, we connect the Torah by becoming one, and then we connect the mitzvahs that we remain a separate identity. The truth is that the Torah and mitzvahs themselves, how they are connected to Hashem, is also in that way. So we're really resembling how Hashem connects to these inyanim. It says, uh, regarding the Torah, that Hashem and the Torah are one. Meaning is, Torah and Lakus is one inyan. Not two things that become connected to each other, one item becoming connected to another item. Rather, it is one identity. By the mitzvahs, they're called in Kabbalah by the names of the limbs of the king. 
And why are they called the limbs? Because they're similar to the limbs that we have. Meaning, that even though limbs are bottled to the nefesh, and therefore whatever a person wants to do, he wants to lift his arm, automatically the arm lifts. If he wants to move his uh, leg, his leg lifts. The, his, his limbs are completely bottled to his rutten. But nonetheless, the idea is that it's bottled to the rutten, but it is not the rutten itself. So they're not unified with the nefesh. The nefesh is what the person desires. The, the nefesh has wants something and that make and, and then automatically the avarm will listen to it. Um, but again, it's the nefesh wanting something and then the avarm listening. So it's two things. The Rebbe adds actually a very important point in these few lines. He says the purpose of the mitzvah is a command to a, 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 a command to a person. He says, when you have a command, a command means automatically that there's two individuals, the one who's giving the command and the one who's fulfilling, who the, the command is being received by or doing the command. So by the definition, you can only have idea of a command if there's two separate items or two separate individuals uh, or, or there, or, or, or you or the thing that you want. There's, by definition, you can only have a mitzvah if there's two beings. So technically, I, I, a logic, seichel, is there whether there's one person or not, or there's nobody there. One plus one equals two, regardless if I teach it to you, or I know it by myself, or even before anyone ever figured that out, whether one plus one equals two, this is something which is true on its own. But I can't give a command if there's no people. If there's no people, no, no things, no items, how can you give a command to someone? You need someone else to give a command. But this is different than how the Torah is, that the identity, the mitzis, the being of the Torah, is around even before the person learns it. Therefore, when a Yid learns Torah, the Chachma Hashem, which is one with Hashem, that affects him, that he has an attachment, and he becomes unified with the Torah and the Lukus. You can become unified with the Torah. But when a Yid does a mitzvah, and he does what Hashem wants, so when a person does the command of Hashem, that makes the person become bottled to Hashem. He's mevatel himself to fulfill the will of God. But he does not become miyuched with the mitzvah. And the truth is, as the Rebbe trying to say, is it's by the very definition of a mitzvah, you have to be something which is separate. You can only do the mitzvah if you are someone separate from the king. Because if you are the king, then he can't give a command to himself. We're saying by Torah, Torah is the idea of something which is true on its own. So becoming one with the Torah, you automatically become one with Hashem because this is all um, one idea. It's, it's a truth that you're able to, every, it's a truth which is prevailing everywhere. The only thing is, you might not know about the truth. You might not know about, let's say, Edvar Seichel, but as soon as you understand it and you become and it makes sense to you, then automatically you're also one with that idea. It's not I understand it one way; you understand that we're understanding the same thing. Uh, many people can understand the same idea. So now we can understand why for this inyan b'shchanti b'teichem. Uh, even, even regarding the portion of this world that we want to make a dir so we want to make a dwelling place in the lowest parts of this world, you still need both in Yanim. You need Torah and you need Mitzvah. You can't have one without the other. 
Akwana, then is Ava Kadish Barkal Liest Day Spark to Betachtainim Harihi, Shat Musa Yisparki, a Shirekan Lamata, but Ilum Hazat Tachtan Shain Tachlamata Menu. The Kavana of Hashem desiring a dwelling in the Betachtainim is that the essence of Hashem will dwell here. In this Ilum Hazat, where there's no lower Ilum uh, than it. We need two parts. You need that Hashem is, will draw His essence into this world, and two, that this essence will affect even in the Tachtainim. That actually is the difference of the Torah and Mitzvahs. A Torah came in the rice of Kurdish Bichu He says, by the Torah, since the Torah and Hashem is one, through the Torah you're actually drawing down Hashem's essence. That was our whole point that we're discussing right now. The Torah and Hashem, one Torah is Hashem's Chachmet, is what Hashem desires and wants. So when you're drawing down the Torah, you're drawing down Hashem. But that does not affect that this atzmusi spark will be drawn down into the lower, into the tachtainim itself, because the Torah, even how it comes into this world, is actually higher than being clothed within physical items itself. Remember, look at R fifty six. Which is the seichel? He says, by the person, since the Torah, the Torah affects and makes the person become united with Hashem. That's only the higher levels of the person in his seichel. That even in his levushim, the way how he expresses himself, his thought and his deeper can be connected with Torah. But the lower power of man, meaning the power of deed, can never be connected with the Torah itself. It's only the mitzvah which is able to do a physical deed. Which they are the limbs of Hashem. When they come down into this world, lower world, they are enclosed within physical items. He says, on the contrary, he says, the whole idea of mitzvahs is to come into the lower world, into the physical parts of this world, and to purify them through doing a mitzvah. Right, but a person gives, gives tzedakah, for example, he elevates the tzedakah. He also makes himself a kinder person. So that affects that the mshachas atzmusi spark will be able to come into tachtainim and actually dwell within them. So the Rebbe is saying a very important part. So he says what the Torah is doing is, the Torah, by learning, you're drawing Hashem into this world, at least into the higher aspects of the world, that Hashem is becoming revealed. Let's say we're becoming revealed within your mind. And then when you do the mitzvah based on the Torah knowledge that you have and you want to see Hashem in it and then you do an act based on it, what you're doing is you're taking that atzmusi spark which is in your mind and you're causing it to flow into the deeds that you're doing. So that's why we actually want to have you want to have a Tamil Chacham the greatest Maila is a Tamil Chacham that also has, uh, I guess, Kimilus Chasadim like the Esrik because you have the Torah so you're drawing down that atzmusi spark at the same time through that Torah knowledge that you have, you don't leave it there, but you actually connect it to the deed. And then the deed is facts in this world. Uh, but the truth is, that there was saying, really, you, 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 every Yid has to have a certain part of both. But most Yidin, some Yidin are more like the Tami uh, Dechamim, more like the Anashim Pshutim. And that's why ultimately we have both types of Yidin. I think that's ultimately what Chassidus explains. That each one has it on a smaller level, but we need to have Klal Yisrael in general, that you have the Tamid Chamin that are teaching the Torah and revealing the Torah, and then you have the Nashim Shutim that are doing the mitzvah aspect. Um, let's finish 
this last sif, and then we will go over all the questions and, and, and make sure that everything is clear. So So now we can understand the Hemshech and the Shaykhs of these two memories that the first member one, that the Or Gehenim will not be Shaylip at Tamidikhamim, and two, that the Or Shagahanim is not Shaylip Yisrael. So we understand the 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 the, um, the connection and the between these two members to this sugya uh, in in um in Sechas Chagiga. Uh, to, to, to remind you of the questions that we had, and also the reason why these two members are brought specifically in Chagiga, not in Ervin. Because remember, the questions were, why is the member of Tamid Chame mentioned first? L'chayr, the member about the Paish Yisrael, which connects to the Mizbeh Chazav, should have been mentioned first, because L'chayr, the connection is the Mizbeh Chazav, uh, which was talked about earlier in the Gemara is why are these members brought only in Masech HaSagiga, while Erevin, which is the main source where talks about Gehenim, only brings the member of Reish Lakish. And the third question is, L'chaira, actually, the Vart of Reish Lakish, connecting the Mizbeach Azov to the Paish Yisrael, that the gold protects the Mizbeach, just like the mitzvahs protect the Paish Yisrael, actually seems to be the opposite gang than the previous Suga, which was telling us how the gold was bottled to the Mizbech itself. Therefore, even though technically metal could be Kabatuma, but since it was bottled, was insignificant regarding relative to the Mizbech in general, um, it would not be Makabatuma. So let's go through this sif. He says, The purpose, the, uh, the theme of these two members are, He says, The main idea is that you should look and meditate upon, I guess, people. And then you'll recognize that both by Timani Chacham and Paish Yisrael, the verse that they have is really just a plating, something which is secondary to them. The main part of a Tamachacham is a The main part of a, of a Paish Yisrael is that they're Malay Mitzvah Kareemen. And this is a continuation of the prior Sugya. The prior Sugya was talking about the Mizbeach. And the reasoning is that even though when you look at the Mizbech Azov, for example, all you see is gold, you see the Matachas, Matachas is Makabotuma. But he says when you start meditating and thinking about the details of how the Mizbech is made, that the main part of the Mizbech is actually the wood, so it comes to the Maskana that the plating is not the main thing, rather the plating is bottled to the main part of the Mizbech, which is its structure. So that is very similar to the Tamad Chacham and the Paish Yisrael, that when you think about them and you realize a Yid, you realize that the main part of the Yid is Tyre and Mitzvahs. So therefore, the Arsha Gahan cannot rule over them because that's not their main part. It's something which is bottle, something very secondary uh, and external to them. So He says, since the Hashra Shashchina in the Mishkan, there were these two aspects. In the Mishkan, there was the Inyan Atara and the Inyan of Mitzvahs. Therefore, the Gemara, as a continuation of speaking about the Beis HaMikdash and talking about the different Kalim that were in the Beis HaMikdash, brings how this aspect of how we have this, that the Tzipuri of the Mizbeach is bottled to the main part of the Mizbeach, we bring how that is also by the individual. How they are in the Mikdash Apratish Bechal Achbech when Yisrael. That we say that also by the individual Mikdash they have Torah Mitzvahs, and that is actually the Iker by them. 
And the main thing is the term, it's by both by Chamim, Talmid Chachamim, but by Paish Yisrael. And therefore, that essence of who they are is not able to be misbattled through the Averis, because that is just a plating to their true identity. So that explains, um, that explains the connection of our Gemara to the previous Gemara. Right, because over there we're talking about the tzipui of the mizbeach, and we're saying the tzipui is something which is bottled to the main, main, main mizbeach. When you think about it, you realize that the main aspect of the mizbeach was the structure, not the plating. So similarly, when you look at the tamachachim, you look at the Paisha Yisrael, you see that their main part is actually um, the Torah mitzvahs and not the plating. Now we can understand the Seder Hadvarm, why it first brings the member regarding Tamid Chamim, and only afterwards about Paish Even though the Gemara only mentions Mizbech Hazav in the second member, which is regarding to Paish Yisrael. And our question was since the Pashas, the connection between our Gemara and the previous one was the Mizbech Hazav, it should have brought that member first. The reasoning is because Libud brings to Misa. And similarly, regarding the Pula of the bringing the Shriya down to the Migdash Akali and the Migdash Aprati, that first Amshachas Atmos is through the Taira, and then afterwards it's Nimshach to the Tachtainim, which is through the Mitzvah. So therefore, the Gemara is actually following the order. Of how it is So just to make clear those three questions, and then we'll go back to the other ones. The question one was why is it bringing the mizbeah, the member of Rabbi Yechanan first, the mizbeah, the member of the Tamid Chaman, only afterwards it brings the member of Rish Lakish, which is about the Paish Yisrael, which which the Kavachim is from the Dechazav. So we explained is because we first do Limud and then we bring Maisen, as we explained Al Pichasidis, because first by learning Torah your Mamshech that's Musi spark into this world, and then when you do Mitzvahs you bring it down into the Tachtoin and the lower aspects of the world. Uh, the second question is why. Was this only brought in our Gemara and not in the Gemara in Erevin? The reason is because Mesech's Chagiga, that is where this topic is being discussed about the Mikdash. Our main point over here is not talking about Gehenim, it's rather talking about the Mikdash, and it's also talking about the Mikdash Prati, how the essence of the, of the Mikdash Prati is really uh, the Torah and the Mitzvahs of, of the Yid. So therefore, it brings it down. Our Gemara, Mash Enkim, Mesech's Erevin is really talking about the idea of Gehenim. It's not talking about what the essence of a Yid is whether a Tamachacham or a Paish Yisrael. And the third question is that it seems like the stress of Reish Lakish is actually um, trying to show how strong the gold is, while the prior Gemara was actually trying to show how the gold is not important. So the Rebbe answers this actually in R63. Let's learn it inside. He's the Hemshech of the statements of the Gemara regarding the Tzipa Mezbeach is actually not because of Reish Lakish saying that just like the Zav was Masupa Zav um, and that protected it from the fire, same thing by the Tepeish Yisrael. That actually is incorrect. That's a very superficial reading of the Gemara. The real connection of the Gemara is that the Averis are the Tzipoi. That we're saying is that the Tzipoi, the Dvarim built that the Yid is involved in, is their essence of who they are, just like the gold on the Mizbech was bottled to the main structure of the Mizbech itself. 
the Kavachim and Mizbech Hazav, the Reish Lakish. I what about the Kavachim that the gold's protecting the Mizbech? He's the Kavachim and Mizbech Hazav, the Reish Lakish, who add the Rabbah, the Indian have mitzvahs to pay Shisrael. Should the Gabi Milas the Yichud Shatal Torah, but Tamech Lachamim who are Derech Indian Tzipuk Knab Pfnim Barucha. He says the Kavachim that's being used over there is actually not ref- is 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 regarding the mitzvahs, right? The connection between our Gemara and the prior Gemara is the Averis. The Averis are like the Tzipui. But the Kavachayma that we're bringing from the Mizbech Azov is actually changing the idea of Tzipui and it's saying that Tzipui is the, is the Inyar of Mitzvahs and it's using that Kavachayma to answer a different question. It wants to show that the connection, the Yichud of a Yid with the Mitzvahs is more like a plating over the Mizbech, uh, over the Mizbech. That even though it's something which is separate, but it still protects the individual. And that's the mitzvah, that's the, it's trying to explain the difference of the yichud by the, of, of the Torah with the yid relative to the yichud of a mitzvah to a yid. But that's not actually the reason why we're bringing these two gemaras together, which is a big chiddish, right? The connection of these gemaras, again, is because it's just like by the mizbeach, that sipui was bottled to it. Similarly, by the yid, his sipui, his his plating, his things that he does externally, his averus are something which is totally bottled to him, and therefore we first bring the inyan of the Tamachacham, that's the inyan of Limud, and then we bring the inyan of the Kavachaymer of the, of the Rasha, of the Paisha Yisrael, that's the inyan of Mitzvahs, and the Kavachaymer of the Paisha Yisrael, which is from the, the Mizbeh Chazab, that's only to show us that the gold, which is like the Mitzvahs, even though it's something which is separate from them, right? So it's actually, then nonetheless, it is able to protect them. Okay, so let's make sure we understand. So we'll go back to the beginning to answer those other questions to make sure that's clear. So the first question of the Sicha was, um, how is it possibly mechalic to say that the Kloth Samishkan is for the Shvah Sashrina, while the Aaron was for the Makamatayr? So that we explained, because the Mikdash, which is of Dvar Gashmi, physical items like the Karbanis, that brought in the general Shrina into, uh, into this world into the physical items. But the Makma'er, that's the main, that's the Inyan of Tyra, which the Inyan of Tyra actually brings that Smusayi spark, which brings the essence of the Shekhinah, brings Hashem himself into the world. So the Makma'er brings the essence of the Shekhinah into the world, and then the Mikdash in general is able to transform it, uh, to, 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 to transfer it and to bring it even to the physical items in the world. Then we brought the Gemara and Chagiga, we had three questions. Uh, question one was, why do we need to have a Kavachimer from the Mizbech Azov? You know what? I think we... Ready, set over the answers for these ones, and let's cut it now.